Hello everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. This is Catherine, your host for podcast, and I'm going to begin episode four, but continuing with my story, my spiritual journey from then until now. So even though I lived in St. Pete, Florida, I traveled often with my job. I remember having a deposition in Orlando, and I honestly can't remember how it came about that I met a woman that day who owned a court reporting firm. She told me her top producer was relocating to Louisiana, and she offered me the girl's job. The only reason I even considered relocating to Orlando is to get away from the Floridian guy. Even though I was getting all these signs that I believed were from God that we would be together one day, nothing was happening and I was beginning to doubt if it ever would. Relocating might get me over him, out of sight, out of mind, right? But let me clarify. I didn't sit around waiting on the Floridian to call or drop by unexpectedly. I dated and even liked a guy named Joe who took me to the Paula Abdul concert. She tossed a rose into the crowd. Joe caught the rose and handed it to me. My heart melted. I really liked him, but he liked my friend that we double dated with better. That happens sometimes. On another occasion, a guy named Fred asked me out. He was good-looking and gregarious. A lot of women wanted to date Fred. Instead of giving him an on-the-spot answer, I told him I would get back with him. I'd heard he was a player, so I wanted to think about it first. After we hung up the phone, I stepped outside my apartment to go for a walk. There in the breezeway blocking my path was a black snake with its head reared. I immediately headed back inside, called Fred, and told him I couldn't go out with him. Maybe I was saved by a snake, or two. About relocating to Orlando, I couldn't make up my mind. I had reasons to move. One is I had been hanging out with some friends that loved to drink alcohol way too much. I might have one drink, and sometimes no drinks, but it's very boring being sober in a crowd of drunks. And besides that, I had started to feel so used. They they needed me to be their designated driver. I was tired of it and tired of being nicknamed Didi. I did enjoy them, though, when we would play golf, tennis, and go for boat rides on Sunday. But one afternoon, the one friend I actually felt the closest to called. I thought she just wanted to talk as usual, but I was gut-wrenched when she said, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. We just don't have anything in common. Even though I was devastated by her honesty, I realized it was God working, working to get me away from a crowd I didn't need to be running around with in the first place by being in environments that were not bearing fruits. Another disappointing occurrence happened when I spoke with my parish priest about all the encounters with my Floridian guy. For instance, another encounter happened when I was running late for the 9 o'clock mass that I normally attended on Sunday, so instead I had to attend the 11 o'clock service. While I'm sitting on the pew minding my own business, I couldn't help but notice a tall, dark-haired guy breeze past. On second glance, I noticed it was the Floridian. He attended a Catholic church on St. Pete Beach, clear across town. In the middle of Mass, the priest christened his niece, and that's when I figured out why he was there. After the service, I briefly spoke with him, but he was with his family and they were taking photographs, so I didn't hang around. While I'm explaining all of these strange encounters to the priest and my feelings for the Floridian, I expected spiritual encouragement. Instead, the priest threw a curveball when he accused me of following the Floridian around. I was so humiliated I no longer wanted to attend Mass at that particular parish anymore. Church people can hurt church people, I found out. 
On top of that, I had received a letter from the apartment manager that the complex was about to be sold and the units would be turned into condominiums. The purchasing price for the shoebox size apartment, maybe 600 square feet, I was living in was beyond ridiculous, so unless I wanted to buy the unit, I would have to move. It seemed apparent that God was closing the doors in St. Pete and opening new ones elsewhere. Through my mom, I'd met and made a friend who lived in Orlando, and she wanted me to move there and had already introduced me to many of her friends. Taking into consideration what wasn't happening for me in St. Petersburg versus what was happening in Orlando, all signs seemed to point in that direction, so I relocated to Orlando. But herein lies the kicker. After I'd paid a moving company and deposits at the new apartment complex and was ready to start brand new, I discovered the top producing reporter that I was there to replace didn't move to Louisiana. Therefore, there was no work available for me. Fortunately, I found a court reporting firm that called me for overflow work, so whenever they didn't have any reporters on their payroll to cover a job, they would contact me. The bills got paid, but I struggled. I also struggled spiritually. I felt tricked by either God or the devil. Why allow me to relocate, incur all the additional expenses of deposits and so forth, to arrive to no job? Why didn't the woman who hired me give me notice before I moved that her top producer wasn't leaving for Louisiana? I tried to find the good in a bad situation. For one, I got away from friends who love to get drunk. My focus quickly shifted from thoughts about the Floridian to concerns for how I was going to make ends meet. I had new friends and I attended a Catholic church that had a priest who delivered great sermons and was kind-hearted. Ever since I'd moved, I had been trying to get the job back that I'd left, but I was told my position had been filled. However, I left on good terms and they told me to keep in touch and if anything opened, they would call. Four months and dozens of prayers later, I got my job back in St. Petersburg. Before I packed and left Orlando, I was on my way to turn in my last deposition for the firm who had allowed overflow work. It was January 1993, a cool 55 degrees for Florida. I remember wearing a blue jean jacket and having the window slightly cracked with the heat on in my car. Still not an uncommon behavior of mine. This motorcycle was riding my bumper and I was getting so annoyed that he wouldn't back off. Why doesn't he just go around me, I wondered. And about that time, he did. The male motorcyclist rode even with me for about a mile. I was not only still annoyed, but now I was getting nervous. It had been all over the news to avoid making eye contact or engaging with motorists who were trying to get the attention of a female. Evidently, there had been some incidents where women were being abducted for being told they had a flat tire or were low on air or their gas caps were open. So when they'd pull over, the women would turn up missing, get robbed, or raped. I was simply following media instructions to avoid looking at this motorist, but I could hear him yelling at me through the window. Yet I couldn't make out exactly what he was saying. Sexual innuendos is all that came to mind, and I wasn't about to engage with that garbage. Finally, I'd had enough. I stuck my third finger to the driver's side window, put the pedal to the metal, and went full speed ahead until he was almost out of sight. About a mile up the road, I noticed a blue light approaching with their siren on, and I'm thinking, oh, good, they're going to get this person. Well, I almost soiled my seat when I realized that I had stuck my third finger to a motorcycle cop. As it neared, my heart almost went into my throat. He jumps, I pull into a mom and pa convenience store, 
He hops off his motorcycle, comes storming up to my window, and asks for my license and my insurance. I handed it to him. While I knew there was no possible way I could get out of the three tickets he said he was going to cite me for, speeding, fleeing, and eluding, and contempt of cop, I prayed for God's mercy. Dear Lord, I have sinned in the worst kind of way. I didn't mean to. I've tried to explain the truth. He won't hear it. God, I know you can make a way when a way out seems impossible. Please get me out of this somehow, some way. I know you can do it. When the officer returned to my window to hand me the tickets, he had calmed down and wasn't yelling at me anymore. He said, I dropped the fleeing and eluding charge in the contempt of cop. I'm only citing you for speeding. I signed the ticket, but after I did, I asked, Will you please let me explain? And he listened. When I said, I promise it's been all over the news for women to be careful not to engage with motorists trying to get their attention. Do you actually think if I had turned my head and seen that you were a police officer on a motorcycle that I would have shot you a bird and sped off? Kiddingly, he said, I pulled someone over the other day that was speeding down this highway and they said it was worse than the Alabama speed trap. Alabama, I asked. That's where I'm from, I told him. Me too, he said. What part of Alabama? Birmingham. And you, I asked him. Foley, he answered. Come on, officer, I said. Please don't write me up. We're both from the same neck of the woods. You've got to look out for your Bama sister. I am telling you the truth. He let out a heavy sigh. I'll probably lose my job for doing this, but I swear I don't think you can make that story up, he laughed. No, I promise it is the honest to God's truth I explained again. Okay, I might lose my job over this, but you've already signed the ticket. I'm going to tear it up anyway. And right there before my very eyes, the police officer shredded the ticket. I was and always will be so grateful. God works. Tune in to my next podcast and follow me along my spiritual journey from then until now, detailing how God has worked in my life. And remember, no matter what you are going through or how bad things get, you can find God right where you are because God is always right there with you. Thanks so much for listening. May blessings flow your way today.